Good morning, good evening, and good night. Uh, this is just an intro to our first uh, episode of our podcast that we are releasing. Um, just to inform you that the sound quality is a little bit bad purely because the mic wasn't properly uh, plugged into the device and we apologize for this um, but because of the great dynamics that we felt we had during the recording we didn't want to redo the whole thing again because it wouldn't be as um, as real so please bear with the sound quality um, it should improve and uh, definitely by the next podcast it will be much much better so, and uh, we hope to uh, see you again. Cheerio. So this is um, a new series of podcasts that we're looking to start. We've decided to call it Ramblings of a, a Wandering Couple. So... <laughs> Between uh, Laura and myself, we basically decided that every time we go on our daily walk, which is a minimum of um, of uh, three kilometers a day for an entire year, uh, we can use this time more creatively and more productively and actually talk about topics that might be of interest, interest to other people as well while we sort of sort out our own shit in the meantime. So... Today being episode one of series one, we have a decision to make. <laughs> so we've obviously recently emigrated to the UK from South Africa. Um, when I say recently, we have now been in the country for seven months. And uh, it's been in the middle of a pandemic, COVID-19, I'm sure you've heard of it. Um, but just for anybody that, that sort of listens to this in, a, in future, just to put it into perspective a little bit. So this is lockdown 2.0, 3.0. Lockdown 3.0. Anyway, so we've been in the UK for seven months. Most of the time has been spent in lockdown. So the only sort of contact we have with the outside world is when we go for our daily walks. So, as I mentioned, episode one. Series one, today we're talking about? <laughs> Being given two employment contracts on the same day and uh, having to make a decision about which one to go for. Oh my gosh. Okay, so it's a long-term implication. Um, so the first, the first option has been somebody that Laura's been in contact with for, well, since before we came to the UK and she's been very keen on working with him. Had a good relationship thus far in dealing with the company and all the people that are involved in it. And it's literally been the sort of promised land for us as a security of having some, some sort of position available in having moved countries and, and given up everything in South Africa. Uh, so the only thing is there's been delay after delay after delay. Which is not really all their fault and they have been completely open and transparent with me about where they're at and what their plans are and you know how they're going to grow so for me it's that's it's not a negative thing but yes there have been delays um which have of course put us under a little bit more pressure than what we had thought yeah so up until now we've uh, literally been living off savings and and laura's pension from having worked 
12 years at another corporate in South Africa and coming into the UK from South Africa the exchange rate is very unfavorable it's a 20 to 1 sort of scenario. division scenario so we, whatever we had we had to divide by 20 and make do so we've managed to live relatively comfortably I mean if you take it into consideration we haven't wanted for anything we've literally refurnished a, an entire house because we came home with, with nothing um, and we, we came over with, with two bags each and we've managed to get a car, pay our rent and uh, utilities and all those good things. And, um, and monthly groceries. Yeah. So we've, we've done pretty well for ourselves, I think, but it's coming to a point where, you know, we're coming to crunch time where we need a, a stable income now uh, in order to secure ourselves going forward. Yeah. Um, one of the main reasons for us every actually having moved countries and coming over to Europe and the, and the UK was to afford ourselves an opportunity to travel more, see more of the world and, and give our kids a chance to see what our world is out there apart from what they knew in South Africa. So in South Africa, I mean, we had a good life, but again, because of the exchange rate of the currency and the position or the location of the currency is very far away from everywhere. So. In order to travel anywhere exotic or, or you know something that's really where we want to go, it it's costs an arm and a leg, and it's and it's really far away from everywhere. So another reason why you know Europe being more central to a lot of places that you know Laura and I have seen on our own individually in our youth, but uh, we we're, haven't. We're old now. we're, yeah, we're, we're old now. We're, we're over forty. This is our this is our midlife crisis, technically, guys. We we turned forty and decided, hey, what the hell? Let's move countries. Let's go and explore something else. Let's start over. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've lived half our life. We've got the other half to live. Let's do it from scratch. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's start from the very beginning. Okay, so that's sort of the background, the scenario, and where we find ourselves. So the point now being that option A something that's been nursed over various months and you know there's been involvement from all the side and she's got to know the people and then scenario B where a couple of days ago literally I had I received a call from a headhunting firm that said we've got a position uh, would you be interested in it and I got the job spec and had a look through it and then they phoned me and they said well what do you think and I was like yeah not really have all the expertise in that particular field but um and then on that very call they were like okay but what about this one and i was like what that's amazing i've heard so much about them let's let's definitely i'm i'm keen to meet with them and um yeah so had the interview on tuesday at at four o'clock which today's wednesday afternoon (laughs) by the way which went for an hour and a half um got a call at six o'clock on Tuesday night to say uh, can you meet with the sales director today being Wednesday at 10 a.m. and I was like sure no problem Um, I can do it and met with them and got an offer (laughs) by lunchtime so um, and then lo and behold get the offer and I get the other company's offer at approximately the same time in writing in writing um, and I'm, I'm torn I'm so torn it's just yeah sure I yeah I need wine okay so <laughs> the offers that the two companies give are very very similar it's, it's almost no difference 
in terms of remuneration and, and package and all the rest of it. The difference being the industry is is what Laura knows and, and what she has a passion for. Um, she is looking to, in terms of the changes that are happening in the industry, you know, going going into the future with new innovations and whatnot, which is exciting for her. Um, whether one is already doing it, the other one is sort of heading towards that. Uh, so, from my point of view, I've said, you know, because the, the current offers are so similar, we'd have to basically just look at what is what is future going to bring. You know, the growth within the company, the the direction that the company's moving. Now, it's very hard to discern that or, to, or know what that's going to be because they're both relatively early startups, but with major backing. So they've both got a major major backing company, which is a multinational. So there is security in that sense. But uh, yeah, that's that's where we're sitting at the moment, and it's been, like I said, seven months of hanging around and. And waiting and it's been a seven month sabbatical. I've I've started doing a teaching diploma which I have sixty hours left and then I'm done. Um, which is yeah, that's quite cool and I'm quite proud of myself um, in terms of getting that done. Uh, yeah, it's um, and both both present an opportunity. I mean having been on a call literally ten minutes ago, the um, the, the manager said to me the reason why they've chosen me is because I bring fresh thinking a different appeal and um, they'll support me where I might be lacking sort of country knowledge um, in this space but at least they you know I get to give input on on certain things going forward but that's also true for the other companies so oh my goodness well so uh, <laughs> but I think let's let's take a step back right so Coming new to a country and not knowing how things really work from an employment standpoint here, I think we need to give a little bit of what we've learned um, in terms of what to expect and maybe what to look out for when you decide to make the big move. And um, one thing is you've got a skill set. Don't, don't discredit it in any way or form. But you have to sell yourself in a completely different way. It's a much more mature market in their thinking and how they look for people. So LinkedIn has to be updated. You you have to have um, a good following and you've got to have recommendations and uh, referrals and people that have um, endorsed your skills. So on it's, your about, LinkedIn profile. it's about networking and knowing people, or not knowing people, but having the connections that can verify your skill set. 100%. And get your CV updated by someone professionally. Don't, everybody, I mean, if you look at all the Facebook groups and all the support groups that are out there, for people doing what we've done, it's everyone will tell you that you need to have your CV professionally updated. It's worth the money. Um, and we can definitely, in our, we'll, we'll link in our bio um, who we recommend and who we used. Um, but definitely worth. Hashtag needing kickback. <laughs> the other thing is, um, now I've lost my train of thought. Thanks for that. Please hold. Can you hear the music playing in the background? 
music insert here. Oh, so we're talking about LinkedIn and uh, using professionals, you know, to, to help you set up your your CV. People that know what recruiters in a specific country are looking for and how to get past certain automation bots, if you like, because I think there's so much is done online and there's so much filtering through uh, automatic systems that you need to be able to bypass those which would normally be blocked or or you know thrown out just because of the way that you might set something up so don't don't well, as much as you think you know unless you're an expert in the field get somebody professional to do it because it is an investment in the future so one thing that um, we weren't really advised on uh, effectively was your driver's license and there were a few opportunities that I was overlooked for because I didn't have a UK or a full UK driver's license so if you are a British passport holder, you could pretty much um, put your request for your driver's license in as soon as you land um, in the country. And I highly recommend that you explore that because um, it is something that <clears throat> most employers are looking for. The other one is uh, a DBS check or credit check. Um, if you are going into any financial uh, related position, any position uh, to do with children or caregiving, um, they are going to um, scrutinize your um, police clearance um, and credit uh, worthiness ultimately. And your NI number, the ever elusive NI number. So although you can work in the UK with a British passport or an EU passport for that matter, um, without an NI num number, your tax is different. Um, so you definitely are negatively impacted uh, by it apply for it sooner rather than later um, don't don't give up call every day if you need to um, to get the documents sent through and do what you need to do to get your NI number um, put in place so just on that the admin side of things everything is is very heavily admin orientated there's a lot of paperwork a lot of red tape to get through the difference being is that if you do follow the procedures, the stuff does work. It's just, you know, getting through it. And, and the the thing at the moment with the lockdown is that none of the departments are physically open. So everybody's doing it um, corresponding remotely and everything's done via telephone and online. Which in itself is probably not the worst thing because you don't have to go and stand in long queues at any government department or office. So, I mean, we, we don't know what that would be like. Um, but the one thing is that all the correspondence that we have done and made has been relatively quick. The, uh, the Royal Mail is amazing in terms of if you come from our background where the South African Postal Service actually is like almost non-existent and it's dangerous to send anything through the post, never mind your, your original document. personal documents like passports and birth certificates because you can't send copies, you've got to send the original stuff. Don't worry, it will come back to you. Yeah, um, we, so, uh, yeah. We sent our, our kids' paperwork through, um, sent it on the Thursday, and we got it back the following Tuesday. Um, so it, the, the postal service works. I mean, I was still laughing with, with class. I was like, oh my word, would never have done this in, in RSA, not even with DHL. Um, and we, yeah, we got it all back, all signed, no issues, no damage, etc. 
So yeah, a little bit more background there. Obviously, we've got two boys, two kids, um, both school going. So again, we came over here without any sort of idea. We had a little bit of inside information because my sister had been in the country for about a year prior uh, on a working permit. She had a job contract, so she's been here. Um, you know, it helped a lot because coming over, we had to go into a lockdown or into a self-isolation um, self-isolation sort of period um, having come through internationally and uh, taken a repatriation flight we we literally lived with her for the first couple of weeks and that gave us the opportunity to set ourselves up but again her information prior to us being being here or coming here definitely helped otherwise we would have really been in the dark and not known where to um, so yeah, boys got into school. Um, we arrived during their sort of summer holidays. In South Africa, the school year runs January to December. Here, the school year runs September to oh, July. July. Uh, so we were just sort of arriving mid-August. We were just in time for a new school year. They literally missed one week of school at the beginning of their current year, which was very little in perspective. So everything was sort of in our favor everything worked in our favor although there were certain delays it ultimately worked out in our in our favor and, and in the best interest of what we had done so yeah all in all so far a decent experience but this is now where we sit with this conundrum where we come to a crossroads where you know a decision is made and either way it'll it'll take us on a on a life path that we are uncertain of which is the right one so I don't know this is where we need to now decide yeah it look it's a it's a good place to be and uh, not many people are fortunate to be in this situation so definitely grateful um, and yeah thanks universe I don't know what you're trying to do to me right now but I already had one sleepless night so uh, well sleepless why because you were dreaming <laughs> You were dreaming something. What, what was it again? Yeah, dream class died in war. Yeah, I, I was I went away to war and I died. So um, looking up the meaning of death in, in dreams, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It does mean change and new beginnings and leaving the old behind. So we'll we'll keep it at that. I uh, I like to think that I'm not having to sleep with one eye open. That I might be. Um, He's only, dream, he's, he's only sleeping with one eye open because I read all these murder mystery books. And I must tell you, since we've been in lockdown, I've managed to read two books a month, which I haven't done in forever, ever, ever. Well, there's, there's definitely a you know, benefit of having, having done what we've done. You know, we were, we were living very stressful lives. Everything was about work. Came down to, you know, always at the end of the month, making sure that I had to cover bills. Um, you know, Laura had a, had a really good position at a corporate in South Africa, but I've been um, my own sort of employer, self-employed for my entire life. And it uh, wasn't an easy position to be in at all, especially when it came to month end and you had to make sure that your staff was paid and bills were paid before you take any money out. So that's, that's always a stressor. So having come here, we've, we've lived a much more relaxed sort of lifestyle um, which is I think beneficial to our health as well as our sanity 
and definitely the aim that we had in terms of making the change apart from being able to see more of the world and giving our kids the opportunity that they wouldn't have had so yeah we are grateful we are benef we have benefited from our choices so far and believe that everything does happen for a reason uh, we don't always know why at the time but looking back it's always easier to to uh, to see but again we're at that crossroads where <laughs> now's the time to make a decision and we don't quite have don't have the answers the answers at this stage up until now whatever we've done in this process has been by gut feel and we were lucky enough that our gut sort of gave us the, the answer but uh, at this stage it's a little bit unsure yeah so I suppose um it's pointless me saying advice, please, because uh, it'll be too late. It's going to be too late. Um, I need to. I need to go back to to both parties concerned. Um, by tomorrow. Yeah, by tomorrow. And uh, so yeah, we'll, we shall keep you posted on uh, the ramblings of a wandering couple. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. I hope you enjoyed the first episode. Um, it will be an unedited version. I'm not going to go and sit and edit this to all ends. But we'll maybe try and add some something special like a little bit of music just to make it sound a little bit more interesting. I also hope that the sound quality is okay because we didn't actually test it before we, we embarked. It's a lot of traffic noise in the background and stuff on our walks. But we shall hope for the best that it wasn't a waste of uh, 21 minutes of your life as well as ours. But uh, thanks for listening. Hopefully you tune in for more. Like and, and, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. We'll uh, we'll keep you we'll keep you updated and posted on further intricacies and delicacies of the ramblings of a wandering couple. Cue music. Ding.